I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Thursday, June 2nd, welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. I welcome on Crabs underscore bets on Twitter, real name Brendan, and we're going to talk about some baseball betting today. He's a very popular baseball influencer in the gambling space on Twitter, so you have to go check him out. What we're going to talk about today, Crabs, we're talking about contrarian betting. We're talking about betting on the KBO, how you approach a slate of baseball games, as well as prize picks. And then we're just going to talk some shop about why I'm not a fan of the plus one and a half line and why you may be a fan of the plus one and a half line. So before we get into all of it, how you doing, man? And I asked Trent before you answer, I asked Trent kind of, you know, how's he doing? But really, how are the units doing? Because that's how we kind of, that's how we relate these days. My units are doing fine recently, for sure. I don't know about my man Trent's, but uh, he's keeping his head up. Honestly, you got to respect the grind for my man Trent. He's obviously not the, you know, he's no professional gambler. He's a great, you know, sports gambling content guy, for sure. Uh, and he wakes up every morning after losing bets every night and has a smile on his face and does his show. You got to respect the hell out of it. Cause you know, we have one bad day and we complain about it and he's been doing that for years. So respect mm-hmm. to my man's Trent dude's an absolute grinder. Um, I've been doing well recently, had a couple tough weeks to start out May, but really came back strong. I posted my recap the other day. We're up about eight units for the month. Uh, I've been kind of a volume better, especially with MLB. Uh, so I fired off a shit ton of bets um, and ended up positive barely. I mean, eight units is good, but it was up and it was down. It was a damn roller coaster. But for me, I've got pretty, pretty big unit sizes. I'm a 500 a unit guy. Uh, so eight units is, is good enough, uh, for me, for sure. Plenty. It's plenty right now. And that plays. And, and we're talking units and why crabs such is such a good better and so reliable is that he tracks his units just like we do every single day. So you know where nobody's lying to. These are the picks. We track them and we bet them. And this is how we're going to do it. And it's not gambling advice anyway. But let's yep. let's crabs, let's go back to the beginning. Um, so people can kind of understand sure. your story and how you got into gambling. Because for everybody, it seems like at least you and I, gambling has now become a job. We're content creators, we we give out our picks in hopes of winning. And if people tell along, they tell along. But when did it start for you? And then when did it become a job? Yeah. So I, uh, gosh, I've been gambling probably since towards the end of high school, probably junior, senior year, I got into it. Goodness gracious, I was terrible. Um, Mm -hmm. Bet through a bookie like we all did back in the day before we had all these cool, you know, new apps and stuff like that. Um, I stunk. I was as square as they come. I said, there's no way this team loses. There's no way the Dodgers lose. I was that kind of guy. I think we all are. Everyone starts off, you learn, you got small units. That's all good. And by the way, I don't unit shame at all. I don't care about how much people are using for units. That's why I talk in units. And I really don't even tell people about the money, but uh, we don't need to shame here. And this is a gambling device. Exactly. I was terrible at gambling to start off. Uh, Got to college, started taking it more seriously for sure. Uh, Definitely got a lot better for sure. Uh, You know, NFL, college football, MLB, college basketball. College basketball is definitely my thing for sure. That's where I got some serious growth on the Twitter, uh, but graduated from college, Virginia Tech 2020. Uh, gosh, it feels like yesterday, but it was probably like two years ago now. Uh, <laughs> definitely missed that place. It was dope. No regrets. Really like it. Recommend it to anyone. Uh, did business management there. Uh, the plan was to come out of school and do IT sales. Uh, and that's what I did for about two years. 
very successful, you know, liked it, didn't love it. Um, and ran my gambling Twitter, you know, on the side for a couple of years. Honestly, I'm pretty sure I started it in college, or at least I had an account at some point, probably had like 200 followers. It wasn't until, you know, six months to, to nine months ago where I started getting some traction. Shout out my guy, Trent, who put me on. I actually came on his stream right when he first started doing it. Um, and I was kind of his regular because um, I was just on fire right when we started off. So honestly, kind of lucky, right? Lucky how it played out. Um, was on fire, you know, with, with college basketball picks, um, was pulling out crazy bets, taking, you know, William and Mary plus 10 and a half and they're winning outright some, some <clears throat> stuff that made his brain like literally explode. So he kept me around. Um, and I kind of, you know, gained a following as well. It's a lot of the booking community, which has been great. Um, and hopefully I've gained some other followers as well, just by people, you know, following and taking my bets and on my Twitter and stuff. Um, but I was doing, you know, the whole job thing and doing the betting stuff, uh, on the side, doing them, you know, 50, 50, definitely, you know, wasn't doing everything hundred percent. I felt bad at work because I wasn't hundred percent focused on work all the time. I was like trying to craft up my bets during the day and stuff like that. And I felt bad with my bets if they weren't that good. Um, you know, I was like, damn, I was focused about work. I didn't lock in hundred percent to the cart. So I kind of had a call a couple months ago, uh, just made the call myself said, you know what, I'm going to give this whole, you know, sports betting, uh, you know, sports media influencer, whatever the heck you want to call it. I wouldn't call myself, you know, a professional handicapper or a professional sports better. I wouldn't call myself that at all. Uh, but I, I guess I consider myself, you know, a, a sports media entertainer or whatever you want to call it. I really don't care. Um, I said, I'm going to make the jump. Called Trent, called the boys. I said, I want my own show. Um, they were like, of course, we got you, my man. So I've been focused a lot on that. Peter, we had you on that a week or two ago we're going to have you on again this friday which is fire um we've been running with that i've been spending a lot of my time on that having new guests on grinding mlb which is not easy it takes up so much time oh so my much God. time <laughs> it is not meant for the faint of heart i'm seeing people on twitter my girl lauren said the other day she was like yeah this whole mlb thing is not for me and to be honest Tough. that's totally fine like it's not for everyone and that's why we're here uh and I, that's cool with me right less competition shit so uh, but it's, it's an absolute grind. Um, it's not easy. I personally think it's the hardest sport to bet on. Yeah. Um, I really do. Just because there's so much and it's so data-driven now these days that it'll get you to overthink or if you're not looking at the numbers as much, you're, you're underthinking and just looking surface level. Yeah. It's tough. There's games every day. You don't get days off. Uh, but that's what I signed up for and that's what I love. If there's one thing I love in this world, it's, it's betting on damn sports. I consider myself to be pretty darn good at it. I'm happy to be in the position I am right now, uh, being 23 years old, you know, having some money saved up where I'm able to do this, take a risk and grind and prove to people that, you know, I am good at this shit because I've known I'm good at this shit forever. My friends know it. It's just, you know, time to prove it to everyone else. And I've been doing that. So I'm super stoked. And I'm stoked you brought up the pick tracking thing. That's huge. A lot of people in this community huge. don't track picks. If you don't track picks, I don't trust you at all. It's I BS. Agree. If you don't have any, I don't care what it is, even if it's an Excel doc that you can still manipulate, I don't give a shit. If you're not tracking your picks, uh, I don't trust you at all. Have to be, it has to be done. Absolutely uh, has to be done. How do people get away with this stuff still? It's I, I, I agree. I, I track all of my bets and we got to make sure just for transparency purposes. So Krabs, giving you back a little bit deeper into the betting because you said that something kind of changed, right? They used to be really square. And then just the more and more you did it, you just got better and better and better. And you harp a lot on contrarian betting. And some people listening may not know what contrarian betting is. So can you talk to 
what made you make the switch to being more of a contrarian as well as what contrarian betting is? 100%. So contrarian betting, it's a betting style. Uh, pretty much it's betting on stuff that doesn't make sense. It's, it's fading trends. It's fading the public. You know, you name it. It's, that's, that's pretty much what it is, um, to be honest with you. It took me a while to flip my brain to think this way because anyone could think Yankees minus one and a half or Dodgers minus one and a half or uh, Gold State Warriors money line minus 250. Anyone could do that. Anyone could say that the favorite's going to win. It takes practice. It takes discipline. It takes a lot of lost bets to get your brain in a position to really flip the script and say, well, maybe this line is too easy uh, for a reason. Maybe, maybe they're giving us this line. Maybe it's a trap. I've always said I'm a firm believer in betting lines are not projections of the game. Betting lines are there to get you to bet on the wrong thing. Now, mm. that's never going to be confirmed, but I believe that in my heart. I really, really do. Um, sports books are businesses, uh, just like a restaurant, just like a gym, whatever. Uh, they're there to make money, plain and simple. Um, they are not here for you to make money. That's a fact. If you That's see a, a line that, We've seen that. If you see a, yeah, trust me. <laughs> trust uh, me. If you see a line that makes too much sense, you probably don't want to take it. Just like the Dodgers the last two nights, people were saying, "No way, the Dodgers lose two nights in a row." Well, they did, and I wouldn't be surprised if they lose three in a row because guess what? It's gambling. Uh, it's sports. And anything can happen. It's so pure. You don't know what's going to happen. And that's why it's so awesome. And that's why I love it so much. And, um, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but I feel yeah. like that's a perfect example that you just said of contrarian betting, because I put it on my Twitter as well. The Pirates and the Dodgers series, you know, the Pirates have won the first two games and the Dodgers have been minus 340 favorites or minus 350 favorites. You got Walker Buehler taking on Zach Thompson, or you got Julio Arias against JT Brubaker on the road, who historically JT Brubaker has not been good. But at the end of the day, any team can win any game on any day. And that's why those lines are too high, because that's much more than a coin flip. Every game realistically is a coin flip. These are all great baseball players who all have a chance to win, like I said, on any given day. So I guess bringing it back um, to the first point, give us an example of a popular contrarian bet, like maybe a line from today that you were looking yeah. at that you felt was sharp, where... You feel like the public is all over and you feel like it's a smart bet. But in reality, you're like, you know what? This is why I want to bet the other side. 100%. I'll give you an example. And this is honestly a good example, too, because just because something's contrarian or just because something makes too much sense, that doesn't mean you have to take the opposite. That doesn't mean you have to bet it. This is a perfect example right here in the Mariners-Orioles game. I woke up this morning saying Robbie Ray is the guy. Robbie Ray is going to go out there and deal. He's been pitching so much better recently. And I still think he's going to go out there and shove. I like the under in the game. I didn't. I did not end up betting it, and I'll tell you why I didn't end up betting it because the Orioles is one thousand percent the contrarian play here. They're getting none of the money. Uh, Robbie Ray, one, he's won a Cy Young. Uh, he's a big name that everyone knows. I haven't heard more trash about a pitcher this week than Kyle Bradish, which is you know probably for good reason because if you look at the guy's numbers last month, it's not good. Terrible. Um, it's not good. But you know if you. Right. hundred percent. And it's the Orioles, right? The Orioles are no good. I know the Mariners are 21 and 28. Um, and, and, and the, I mean, the Orioles are right there at 21 and 30, uh, but the Mariners have a pretty good lineup, a pretty good team. You know, they're projected by a lot, to, by a lot of people to be a playoff team in the beginning of the season. People know that people know Robbie Ray. They know that name. People don't know Kyle Bradish. Um, and you look at the line, right? You see Seattle being minus 140, and you see Baltimore being, you know, plus 120. 
and you immediately look at Seattle and you go, well, Robbie Ray has to win this game. He's playing the Orioles. He's been pitching better recently. It's Robbie Ray. I know this guy. It's the Mariners. Our lineup is better. I got to take him at this short of odds. This is great value. They should be minus 300. Well, there's a reason they're not minus 300 or whatever. They probably should be more like minus 160 if, if you're trying to ask for a real true line. The reason they're not, uh, I think, is because they're trying to bait you. They're trying to bait you right there on Seattle. Uh, I'm not falling for it. I almost did. They almost got me. Uh, but I'll be damned before they get me on that one because they it was close, but not today. Well, not remember, today and remember, this is not a foolproof plan. Oh, like no. for example, we you know you convinced me yesterday with Patrick Corbin with the Mets not really hitting lefties that well, and with Corbin's decent numbers against the Mets, obviously it's spread out over many years of Patrick Corbin, and the recent years of Patrick Corbin have not been good. But we were thinking Patrick Corbin's going to shove today because everybody else thought, but yep. then. Patrick Corbin didn't shove. So give me some examples of when contrarian betting hasn't worked for you. 100%. So, I mean, it happens all the time, right? If I was 100%, shit, if I was 80%, wouldn't be shit, here you talking to you right now, Peter. Yeah, if I was, honestly, if I was 60%. 60 is amazing. I, I probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now, Peter, as much I hope as you I would. like you. I'd be on an, <laughs> honestly, man, I'd probably be on an island not talking to anyone. Uh, my own <laughs> private island because I'd be so rich, I wouldn't have to do shit. Um, it's, it's unrealistic. Anyone who tells you that they're making 50 units a week, anyone that tells you, uh, they're 80% or better. I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's just not true. Um, those people, why would those people be here making accounts, spending time out of their day, trying to get more followers and getting people to pay for their picks? Why would they be doing that? Um, and I really hope the athletic score here, we're going to get, it's going to be close. Um, why would they be doing that if they were 80% and that rich? Well, they're not. That's, that's the first thing right there. Um, and I'll tell you what, the athletics did just, just pull this thing within one. And I know people are going to wow. be confused when they listen to this podcast, but I don't give a hoot. The athletics are showing heart and they're about to cover this game. Uh, hopefully. And, 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 almost no and, and so that? people, people who um, aren't aware, Krabs is on A's plus one and a half against yep. Justin Verlander. It's Cole Irvin against Justin Verlander. He took the A's. That's contrarian betting. 100%. And we're, we're getting you another winner here, but you got to tell me, when is it not working for you? Like maybe it because especially in baseball, sometimes all the numbers can yeah. point to something and that just means that's the answer. That's at least right. that's kind of been the way I bet. It's hard for me to be contrarian because I'm so baseball minded and I can dive deep into every aspect of the game, the pitch mix like which hitters hit which pitches and all that kind of stuff. And I can make my best analysis. And we were positive last year and we're positive this year, but it can go through ups and downs because those 100%. Vegas trap lines can get you. But on the other side, the contrarian traps can get you as well. So let us know some of these contrarian traps that we should watch out for. That you 100%. couple things. So number, number one, I've always noticed that earlier in the week, they tend to give out a couple public plays. Uh, the lines, they tend to go a little more public. The bets tend to go a little bit more public earlier in the week. And I'm talking Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, they tend to get you confident. They get you cocky. And then you hit the weekends. You get a couple beers in you. You start firing off some bigger bets. You know, you're hot. You're on fire. And that's when the sports books attack with the trap lines. That's when you want to be contrarian. Um, that's something I've noticed over the past years. That's a thing. And I know we've shifted from bookies um to sports books which is a w um and i know you know back in the day with the bookies and stuff your week ended on sunday or monday or whatever it was and you start the new week and that's i think that's kind of why the lines were set like that so i'm hoping this trend goes away but i definitely have noticed earlier early in the week 
The books like filling up your pockets, getting you happy, getting you confident. And that's why I personally, because I'm so contrarian, and I'll tell you right now, I'm too contrarian. I'm trying to be less contrarian than I have been recently. And that's been a, a big reason of my success, I think. Um, the weekends is when you want to be extra contrarian. It's early, early in the week. That's when they fill your pockets up and then they take you for that. And then some on the weekend when you're feeling good, you're feeling dangerous, you're feeling a little tipsy, right? Um, number two, uh, being around this community and just talking with so many smart people in this industry has made me such a better, better, such a better, better. And that's a ridiculous phrase, but it really has um, because I really do consider myself to be too contrarian at times. I can't take the blinders off. I can't just look um, you know, at both sides of the coin. A lot You've been of the hurt. Times. You've been hurt by the book. They, they, I've been hurt. Childhood been trauma hurt. almost. You can't. For sure. I mean, They've gotten me. They've gotten the me. It's contrarian, the contrarian aspect in football. Um, because I, we, we just met recently, but on TikTok last year, I started just gridiron fans and we were up 13 units in football. We tracked that as well. And, you know, I follow football to the tooth and nail and I've decided, you know what? I don't really know anything. And nobody really knows anything about what's going to happen in a football game, bet against the public and it's going to work. And it, yeah. that can't just be your only thing, but a lot of my picks last year were general fades of the public. And I was up and there was a lot of times where I did not like taking jets plus seven on the road against the Bengals, but then they right. went outright. Like I hate some of those picks. And that's why I love talking contrarian betting because sometimes you got to hate it so much that you love it. hundred percent. So two things, number one, NFL is the most heavily bet sport by far. And that's where you want to be contrarian. Talk about that's where you want to fade the public and take stuff that doesn't make sense. That's NFL why like, is where it's at 100 twins tigers under like how what should I just be contrarian like all the numbers point to the under how it's many tricky man what's the public all over that under and then I have to be contrarian to bet the over because I have the uh, I have the under and twins tigers tonight this is being right. released on Thursday so you can see the score after you're done listening to the podcast and maybe it went over but I have the under because everything points to the under but I don't want to be contrarian because that's not that's not a public play come on right and to be honest with you MLB with so many games, I don't think the sports books have as much time to spend on setting up those lines. So the lines are a little bit softer. NFL, they've got their best guys on that shit. You okay. better be on your shit if you're betting NFL because that's where they make their money. It really is. Um, and number two, a quote that I live by, and I, at one point I'm going to write a book. It's going to be called The Ten Commandments to Sports Betting, and it's going to be a bestseller. It's going to be written by me, and it's going to be an incredible sports betting novel. If anyone oh. steals that idea, I'm going to come find you. Uh, I'm going to come get you. <laughs> But one of the main quotes that I love so much is from Stu Finer. Do you know Stu Finer? How can you not? Of course. One of the biggest gambling legends of all time. Yes. Um, Stu Finer said, you should never feel comfortable when placing a bet. If you feel comfortable when you're placing a bet, the books got you right where they want you. You're probably betting on what they want you to take. And that comes full circle right back to what I was saying is that those lines are not projections. Are they relatively projections? For sure. Are the Dodgers, like them being minus 250 today, is that a projection of, of the odds of them probably winning? Relatively, for sure. But I'm telling you right now, they're there to get you to bet on the wrong shit. There's a reason the books are open. They're not open to get to, they're not open to, to give you guys free bets and free easy winners. Like I, I joke about it too, saying like free squares on prize picks or free bets, that's free, whatever, yada, yada, yada. I mean, if it looks free, it's not. 
honestly, it's the opposite. And that's when I hear a bunch of people, you know, come on Trent stream, or I hear a bunch of people just in general, honestly, not even to do with Trent stream. When I hear a bunch of people in general talking about one bet, giving a reason, this is free, this is easy. You hear it all the time. That's when I flip the brain and I take the opposite hard. Because if the people are saying, take this, take this, take this, it's too easy. Well, it's not. And it's going to lose. Six Let's, times out of 10, it loses. Not I, nine, not and, 10, six and this, times out of 10. This is coming from a place of trauma. This, Like yeah, I said before, I've this is coming from, I've been there, I've been hurt, and I'm yep. trying to tell you what, don't make the same mistake that I made. 100%. So, people, people think I was born this way. Uh, no, I went through the ringer just like everyone else. And I'm not saying never bet a public play ever. Guys, I will say, I will, I will be open about when I take public plays, I do it every once in a while. I'm trying to do it more. Because at the end of the day, you just got to click the right square on the damn screen. That's all you got to do. Square, contrarian, whatever you want to call it. You just got to click the right button. And that's what I've been trying to do more and put my blinders off a little bit. They're still on. Trust me. They're, they're still there. They're not as tight. They're not like, they're not as tight like this. They're loosened up a little bit, but Gosh, at the end of the day, you just got to find winners and not, you don't just have to fade the public or be an ass and take the opposite of everyone else's bet all the time. Now, if you do that, if you do that and you have bankroll management and you're smart and you pick your spots and you don't blow your bankroll on the weekends when you've had too many drinks or you don't go in the online casino, then being a contrarian, you know, most of the time, that's going to make you money in the long term, 100%, no doubt. Agreed. And something that has been making us money lately, especially when we do our Twitter spaces daily at 2 p.m. Eastern on my Twitter at PeterApple23, but Crabs underscore bets on Twitter. That's Crabs right there. Brennan, who's also doing Twitter spaces. So make sure you go follow him. But we're talking about prize picks because prize picks is the sponsor of not gambling advice. And if you use code just baseball, you get a full deposit match on your deposit on prize picks. Use the code in our episode description. You can find the link in there. You click that and whatever you, like if you deposit $100, you get a free $100 to play with us for free. So Krabs, I want to talk about how you approach a slate of prize picks. Like what are you looking at? Are you looking at other books? You want to see the line there. How do you decipher what to do with prize picks on a daily basis? Because it's player props. It's different. It's not always, yes, trout over bases is normally the public play, but it's a lot of different props. So not not all the time can you be a complete contrarian on player props, but you like to do so. 100%. And honestly, I'm, I'd probably consider myself to be less contrarian on prize picks because for a bazillion reasons, honestly. Number one, there's some sharp dudes who have been hooking us up with some winners recently. My guy, Javon, who does my show with me behind the lines on Book and Sports Twitch every day uh, before Trent stream at like 1130, 12 p.m. Eastern time every weekday. If you guys haven't watched that, come check that out. It's fire. Um, guys like him and a ton of other people coming in our Twitter spaces, spoon feeding us winners day after day, whether it's square, circle, triangle, contrarian, whatever it is, I'm going to take your play if you're coming to me with winners straight up. So that's one thing. Trusting other people, I actually do it more with prize picks because there's some sharp-ass people out there uh, with these player props, more than oh, me. Yeah. I wouldn't consider myself a 10 out of 10 sharp on player props or prize picks. That's I'm what I'm trying to get better at, too. You too. 100%. 100%. Uh, prize picks are new to me, relatively. Haven't really bet them until betting became legalized about a year ago in Virginia here. So uh, I'm learning on the way. Uh, but I'll tell you right now, trusting other people who know what they're talking about, trusting people who know their teams. My guy, Javon, knows the Rays like the back of his hand. Uh, trusting him when he tells me to take a prop on his team, 100%. I'd rather take a prop from a fan 
and take a, a just a team of the fan uh, because I think the bias really comes in there, but nobody knows their teams better than the fan. Nobody knows the Yankees better than you. Nobody knows Nats more than me. So I trust uh, trusting other people with player props more than, you know, me just saying take Nats ML, right? Are you taking Yankees ML? Although you've been probably very profitable if you've been doing that. I think, I think to your point too about the Yankees, and I, I totally agree with you because there's something about fans and that's why I love being on TikTok. And that's why I love being able to talk to so many people. So many of the people that follow us is because a lot of people are more ingrained than their teams than some of the writers are that I see on bigger websites, because a lot of fans watch every single inning and can decipher what's going on with their team, especially after you've watched years over years, you might get a new beat writer for, you know, the Royals who was hired from the twins and now has to start writing for the Royals. Does that person know more than the Royals fan who's been watching for 30 years? No, but that twins reporter turned Royals reporter is going to be more widely publicized. And they may say, yes, this is why I love the Royals, but you're new to the Royals. So I love listening to fans of the team that watch their team day in and day out. And I know you do too. hundred percent, hundred percent. I also think um, no disrespect to prize picks at all. I really do like prize picks. I use it. Um, I'm a partner with them as well. I really, I think it's an unbelievable idea an unbelievable platform. It's extremely clean. I like using it. I send a prize picks every day. Um, the lines are a little bit softer than normal sports books because they're new and they're learning and they're going to get better as time goes on, but there's definitely opportunities to make some money make some coin and find value on some of these spots. I've also noticed, you know, how there's all these, there's all these new categories now with baseball or just honestly all sports in general. Uh, and they're going to keep adding stuff, which is, which is great for the program. hundred um, percent. I always found, you know, it's always weird to me when I see a player on here uh, and they have, you know, the main one that's been a cash cow for us has been uh, runs plus RBIs mm-hmm. over a half. Um, finding players that have that prop up who don't belong you know, on prize picks who usually aren't good hitters, guys like Robles. And I know I gave you Robles today and it didn't hit, but I'll tell you right now, anytime I see Victor Robles on prize picks, I'm taking that over 1000%. Anytime I see uh, Maldonado on Houston on prize picks, I'm taking that over every single time because everyone sees that immediately and they go, this guy stinks. I'm taking the under. This is free. Why is this even up here? It's never up here. I'm taking the under. Well, you fell for it. They got you red-handed. Um, that's something I've noticed for sure. Um, and that's something definitely to keep in mind going forward. That's probably the biggest thing I've learned so far. There's little things. If you spend a lot of time in the app, you'll notice some. A lot of times they'll have a guy's total bases up, but not his fantasy score and not his hits plus walks. And whenever I see a guy's total bases up there and not his fantasy score hits and walks, I like taking that guy's total bases because there's a reason they took down the fantasy score and hits plus walks. And it's probably because his total base is going to smack. It's probably because he's going to have a good day. People hammering them who are smart. And I guarantee you, prize picks flags people who are smart. Guaranteed it, just like books do. Books just flag like books people do. who are smart all the time. If you're too smart, if you're too good, they'll kick you off the book straight yep. up. Just like if you're at a freaking buffet, staying too long, they'll kick you out of the buffet. Um, it's the same type of thing. It's a business. And I'm not saying that's right. It's honestly not right at all. Uh, but they'll do that. And I guarantee you, prize picks has you know the smart people. They got Javon on there. I guarantee you, they got him marked because whenever he says something on stream or whatever, <laughs> It changes right away. It's nuts. The kid's sharp as attack. I get it. A smart move by prize picks for sure. Uh, but looking at little things like that, and we're learning as we go, right? I'm pretty new to prize picks. I've been using it for a couple of months, but I've made my amount one right there is 
7,500 bucks and I probably put like two grand into it. So we're definitely making money off of it, which is a dub. Um, but honestly, man, I think, I think other people the most, and I think the Phillies are about to score here, which could be huge. Uh, no, they're not because they're so slow and terrible at base running and everything else besides hitting. And we can get to the Phillies after this, but using other people running these Twitter spaces, your Twitter spaces at two o'clock have been fired. My Twitter spaces at five o'clock have been fired. Like fire. collabor- collabing, collabing and, you know, talking about what you like, talking about what you don't, that's how you make money. And that's how yep. you come up with winners. Having everyone give one pick instead of one person doing five picks. If I give five picks on a prize picks myself that I craft. And you might hit three of hit. them. You probably yeah, might hit three of them. Like they might be sharp, them, but like you're not hitting, probably not going to hit all five. But if I give my best pick, you give your yep. best pick. Javon gives his best pick. Then we get another best pick and then one more. That's what we can I'm win. Saying. And that's it's, why we it's have way easier winning. to hit one. It's way so easier cool. to hit one than you to come up with your own five from experience too. I tried to do it on my own when I started. I'm a I'm, today. Yeah, I'm a lone wolf. I like doing shit on my own. I like coming out on top on Me my too. own. Me I too. learned the hard way after I lost a couple of random prize picks. I was like, F this. I'm going to start doing spaces and getting some collab going. Because communication go. is key. Collab is key. And that's a huge W for gambling Twitter and just social media in general. There needs to be more collaboration. And I think we're doing a good job. There needs to be more communication and collaboration between smart people in the space so that we can attack the lines, attack the books together, because they're only going to get smarter. I listened to my guy Stucky on the Action Network talking about on his podcast. This is back during college basketball. He was talking about how sharp the lines have gotten towards the end of seasons. I think he was specifically talking about college basketball. He was saying, I think they were talking uh, the, the, the finals, like the actual, the finals, whatever. And he was saying, wow, this line is very accurate. The books know what they're doing. They've learned how, they've learned how to do it. Lines are definitely softer in, in the beginning of seasons. But it's also harder as a person to bet in the beginning of the season because it's a new season and you just don't know. That's just simple fact. Um, but I will say the, the sports books are getting smarter and they're only going to continue to get smarter. So we Great. need to work together on coming up with winners because that's the only way we're going to win in the end. So use code just baseball. Join our Twitter spaces at 2 p.m. Eastern. Join Krabs as, as well. We'll drop his Twitter in the episode link description so you can find him directly on Twitter. And then we'll be doing prize picks. So if you want to follow along, we're winning. Make sure you click that link. Get a full free deposit if you use code just baseball. And to wrap, I really do want to ask you about the plus one and a half lines. Yeah. Um, but that may be just kind of a shorter thing that we can talk about at the end. Let's talk about the KBO before we wrap because I see you giving out KBO picks. And to be quite honest with you, I follow baseball, you know, at justbaseball.com and through just baseball media, we cover, you know, MLB prospects, college, fantasy baseball, gambling, and trading cards. We don't follow the KBO. I don't bet on the KBO. What made you want to put some of your eggs in the KBO basket? 100%. So if there's one thing I've learned in this space is that people don't want to be told what to do or how to bet or you should do this or you got to look at that, go to this website. They don't. The people want spoon-fed winners straight up. And that's fine. That's just how it is. That's how it's always going to be. People want to be spoon fed winners. They don't want to learn how to bet themselves, yep. which is totally fine. That's what I'm here for. Peter, that's what you're here for. That's what I'm here that's for. That's why we're making a name for ourselves. I'm not complaining. Trust me. I actually yeah. like it. That's, so and that's what my job is to do. Now the people there's, I don't think there's anything that people will love more uh, than waking up to a KBO winner. I'll tell you that right now. And I need to trademark this, but it's better than coffee. It's better <laughs> than coffee. I don't think I've ever gotten out of bed faster than when I check my phone 
wipe the crust out of my eyes so I can freaking see uh, and check the KBO score as the Phillies just scored. Let's go. At a baby. Um, there's nothing but better. Phillies I, a band though. What, yeah. Why'd you, why'd you, why'd you allow the Phillies out of the know, Cause I'm a freak. I don't know. Cause I'm a weirdo. Yeah. I know we talked about it. I, I, I just, I couldn't resist. I know. I couldn't I, resist. I, I, the line was too, it was too, it was too, I, I had to take it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's it literally, I jump out of bed in the morning when I hit a KBO bet. It's unbelievable. And when, if I wake up to a loser, I'm like, shit, I'm going to back bed for 15 minutes, but uh, there's nothing like it. It's so how do you bet it? Feet. How do I bet it? Gosh, there's a couple things. So the, my KBO app, which is fire, which is honestly hysterical. Anyone can download it. It has all the schedules, all the stats, the standings. Uh, so that's a huge resource. There's a couple guys that I trust that I've found on Twitter who've been doing this shit for years. I will be fully transparent and honest. Have I bet the KBO before this year? 100%. But is this the first season where I've really like actually followed it and I check the scores every night, whether I'm betting it on it or not, to see what's going on so I can track it and try to actually give out winners? Yup. This is the first year I've actually followed it. Heart, like really actually tailing it, not just clicking random buttons. Yeah. Um, I found that it's similar. Um, it's, you know, they play series over there. There's 10 teams. Um, and the discrepancy, gosh, how can I say this? The skill gap between the teams at the top and the teams at the bottom, they're pretty significant. I would say um, there's a team Hanwa, uh, they are terrible. They will always be in the basement of the KBO. They always have been. They always will be. Um, and there's a couple teams who were always very good. Uh, although the Doosan Bears aren't great right now, they're a historically very good team. Uh, but this year, it's, it's definitely SSG. They are insanely good. Um, they are 35 and 15, if you're wondering what they are. I think they have um, a couple ties or something like that, but they're 35 and 15. Uh, by far the best team in the league, followed by Kiwoom, and then I think he is in third. Uh, but I've had a very good time following this. There's not as many um, old MLB or American players as you think, to be completely honest with you. So uh, that was a little bit disappointing for me. I thought I'd have a little bit of an edge, just having some good MLB backgrounds. Um, and I really didn't. I had to learn from scratch. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Castellanos, oh, my gosh, Yastrzemski just robbed a home run. Um, oh unbelievable that's just we're getting crazy. live we're getting live crabs took the soul <laughs> right out of my body castellanos deep drive to left not deep enough not deep enough. um gosh not but i do love the kbo and i'll tell you why it's popular because if you see people on twitter like hammer and hank and a couple of these other guys who are sharp kim's picks um these guys i don't think i've seen tweets get more uh interactions than a tweet from someone late at night saying kbo play who wants it people go bonkers for that because they either lost a bunch of money during that day and they want to be spoon fed a winner or you know there's just no action overnight or maybe someone can't go to sleep and they want to watch the game at 1 a.m the games are at 1 a.m on the weekends which is pretty cool they're on at 5 30 a.m eastern time during the week so i don't watch those uh, i just wake up to winners but the one third the 1 a.m i have i've dabbled i've watched and you can stream them very easily and it's very entertaining <laughs> so let's talk let's talk about the plus one and a half line because cool. i never bet it I've never bet it once last year. Okay. I've never bet it this year. And I bet one time plus a half through the first five innings with the Blue Jays. Big loser. So okay. I've decided I don't really want to bet plus one and a half anymore. Yep. Convince me. Okay. So there's some spots where taking plus a half first five and taking plus one and a half is extremely prof profitable in my opinion. 
Now there's also spots like tonight with the Dodgers and the Pirates game, where in my opinion, with the total set at nine and with the skill discrepancy between the teams, the Pirates are either going to win that game or they're going to lose by six. So there's no reason to even dabble with the plus one and a half. The Pirates are either going to pull out another Christmas miracle or they're going to get shellacked. Uh, who knows? I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see. But I will say it is 100% a confirmed fact that the plus one and a half spread in baseball is a profitable play long term. If you've taken plus one and a half in every single baseball game over the last decade, you are up money. Minus mm -hmm. one and a half in baseball. You really do want to stay away from it. I bet it sometimes. I yeah. really try not to um, because it's like I've said it on this on this podcast a hundred times already. Anything could happen. And you, can happen, and you could dominate a full game in baseball and only win by one run. That's the thing. Like if you, it's let's say, you know, you're, or like the bullpen blows at the end, you're winning four to one and then it comes in at the end. So for example, give us a better example might be your A's bet today against the Ashes. Literally. So yep. why was Cole Irvin and the A's at home against Verlander a plus one and a half bet, maybe over a money line bet? Like kind of give me your thinking there too, because that thinking can be extrapolated over other games. This is easy. So number one, I look at the total. Like I said, in that Dodgers um, Pirates game tonight, the total's at nine. I think we might see some runs. That might be a route or the Pirates pull out a crazy win. I don't know. I honestly might bet them myself. So I don't want to talk any trash. <laughs> um, but you look at that Oakland game, Oakland Houston game. I'm pretty sure that total was very low. It was at like seven and a half. So when I see totals that are that low, that's when I really do like taking the plus one and a half because my thought process there was, okay, Oakland might lose this game, but if they do, it's going to be a low-scoring battle. It's going to be close. Is that what happened? No, they lost five to four. Did they cover, though? Yes, thank goodness. And then they did get pretty lucky, I will say. But that's kind of my mindset. If I see a low total, I do like taking plus one and a half. If I see a low total, I'm not going anywhere near a minus one and a half because that tells me it's about to be a low-scoring, probably a one-run, maybe two-run, maybe three-run game. That's what it tells me. So I automatically look right at the total. But mm. that's why the Oakland game was a perfect example. The total was so low. Was that the outcome? No. But the total was low. I looked at it. I said, Oakland's going to keep this one close 100%. I'm going to fade Verlander like a freak. It paid off. It paid off. paid off. Like I said, you should feel uncomfortable placing a bet. If you think I felt comfortable locking that bet in, you're nuts. I do not. But that's how I knew it was a good bet. Straight up. That's the message of this pod today with Crabs. If you have a bet and you feel comfortable, maybe take a step back and realize, yeah. you know what? That's where they want you. That's they, where they want they you. They got you right where they want you. So yep. thank you, Krabs, for joining <laughs> us. This is the Thursday episode of Not Gambling Advice. Again, use code Just Baseball on Prize Picks in order to get that full deposit match. The link is in our description. Krabs, plug anything before we head out. For sure. Guys. Go to Book It Sports Twitch, drop a follow, whatever you want to do. Go to my Twitter, at Krabs underscore bets. Every single weekday, Monday through Friday, I'm running a show. It's MLB focused, but we do talk other sports too. Like tomorrow, we're talking a little bit of PGA. Uh, we'll have people coming on to talk. And it, like today, we talked NHL a little bit. Behind the lines, I'm the host. I'm running it every day, 1230 to 2 p.m. Eastern time, right before Trent's stream on Twitch um it's been fire so far bringing people on like peter bringing smart people on talking betting talking sports talking whatever i've had brian johnson on there a kicker on the commanders had a minor league baseball player coming on it's not all betting it's sports it's everything you want to hear it's it's like pat mcafee type show i'm standing up being a freak we're talking whatever i'm asking weird questions 
It's an interesting show. Check it out. If you got time during your lunch, definitely worth it. Peter, I appreciate you coming on, or I appreciate you having me on, my man. Uh, happy to do this again. I really do like talking baseball with you. I told you when you came on my show last week, we could talk baseball for 10 hours straight. 10 hours straight. Hard. Easily. That's why I, I could even keep asking you questions, but I know that we don't have that much time. So I, I really do appreciate you, Krabs. I will be on that stream Friday and we're going to have a time. And hopefully some people learn something about KBO, contrarian betting, or maybe that plus one and a half line. I may have to start taking those when I see that total. So thanks so much, Krabs. Definitely, my man. You know I like you if I'm talking with you and you're a Yankees fan. So keep it up, Peter. You're killing me.